Today is November the 9th. Today, we see the first missionary journey. As we read through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read Acts chapters 13 and 14. Now, in Acts 13, the chapter opens with the story of the Holy Spirit visiting the church in Antioch and saying, separate for me your two main leaders, Barnabas and Saul, and send them throughout the world to preach to the Gentiles. Well, they do that. In this first missionary journey, apparently uh, Barnabas is uh, the leader, in fact, in Acts 14, verse 12, when they get to Iconium, the people of Iconium say, uh, these are the gods come down from Mount Olympus to visit us. Barnabas is Zeus, Paul is Hermes. Uh, Zeus, the king of the gods, Barnabas was the leader. Hermes, the messenger, the, the, the god that invented spoken language and written language. Uh, Paul was the speaker. Um, first, they went to the island of Cyprus, important because uh, this was Barnabas' stomping ground. Then they went to Asia Minor, Antioch of Pisidia, uh, Iconium, Lystra, and Derbe. This is Paul's stomping ground. When they got there, uh, John Mark who had been with them in Cyprus, leaves. We know that John Mark is Barnabas' cousin. It's possible that John Mark also may have lived in Cyprus. But when they got to Asia Minor and they began to hit some resistance, John Mark said, no, this isn't for me. And he went back to Antioch. Um, as uh, they are... Uh, in Asia Minor, chapter 13, verse 48, many of the Gentiles did receive the gospel, uh, but by uh, verse 50, many of the Jews rejected the message. And in fact, uh, following uh, Paul uh, and Barnabas to uh, Lystra and Derbe, in chapter 14, verse 19, uh, they actually drug Paul out of the city and stoned him. Some believe that Paul was actually dead and the Lord brought him back to life. I think that's a possibility. Uh, the truth is we really don't know. Um, what we do know is that John Mark wasn't in for that. <laughs> he went back to uh, Antioch. We end chapter 14 with Paul and Barnabas returning to the church at Antioch and telling of the new churches that have been planted in Cyprus and in Asia Minor. Enjoy today as you read Acts 13 and 14.
Acts 13 and 14, New Living Translation, Acts 13. Among the prophets and teachers of the church of Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Luetius from Cyrene, Madian, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So, after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and sailed for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Shalamish, they went to the Jewish synagogue and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bargesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Polish, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul had said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, and the enemy of all of what is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Paul and his companions then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Perga. There John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem, but Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. On the Sabbath they went to the synagogue for the services. After the usual reading from the books of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. So Paul stood, lifted his hand to quiet them, and started speaking. Men of Israel, he said, and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. The God of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors and made them multiply and grow strong during their stay in Egypt. Then, with a powerful arm, he led them out of their slavery. He put up with them through the forty years of wandering in the wilderness. Then he destroyed seven nations in Canaan and gave their land to Israel as an inheritance. All this took about four hundred and fifty years. After that, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man from the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for forty years. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man to whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And it is one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised Savior of Israel. Before he came, John the Baptist preached that all the people of Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized. As John was finishing his ministry, he asked, Do you think I am the Messiah? No, I am not. But he is coming soon, and I am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the sandals on his feet. 
Brothers, you sons of Abraham, and also you God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to us. The people in Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus as the one the prophets had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him, and in doing this they fulfilled the prophets' words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyways. When they had done all that the prophecies said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and over a period of many days he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel, and now we are here to bring you this good news. The promise was made to our ancestors, and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. This is what the second psalm says about Jesus. You are my son, today I have become your father. For God had promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. He said, I will give you the sacred blessing I promised to David. Another psalm explains it more fully. I will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. This is not a reference to David. For after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else, someone whom God raised and whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen, we are here to proclaim that through this man Jesus there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight, something the law of Moses could never do. Be careful, don't let the prophet's words apply to you, for they said, Look, you mockers, be amazed and die, for I am doing something in your own day, something you won't believe even if someone told you about it. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous, so they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the words of God to you Jews, but since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles, to bring salvation to the furthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for this message, and all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and the leaders of the city, and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium, and the believers were filled with joy with the Holy Spirit. Acts 14. The same thing happened in Iconium. Paul and Barnabas went to the Jewish synagogue and preached with such power that a great number of Jews and Greeks became believers. Some of the Jews, however, spurned God's message and poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas. But the apostles stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord. And the Lord proved their message was true by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders. But the people of the town were divided in their opinion about them. 
some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. Then a mob of Gentiles and Jews, along with their leaders, decided to attack and stone them. When the apostles learned of it, they fled to the region of Lycaonia, to the town of Lystra and Derbe, and the surrounding area. And there they preached the good news. While they were in Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached, looking straight at him. Paul realized he had faith to be healed, so Paul called to him in a loud voice, Stand up! And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, These men are gods in human form. They decided that Barnabas was the Greek god Zeus and that Paul was Hermes, since he was the chief speaker. Now the temple of Zeus was located just outside the town, so the priest of the temple and the crowd brought bulls and wreaths and flowers to the town gates, and they prepared to offer sacrifices to the apostles. But when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard what was happening, they tore their clothes in dismay and ran out among the people, shouting, "'Friends, why are you doing this? We are merely human beings, just like you. We have come to bring you the good news, that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God.' who made the heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them. In the past he permitted all the nations to go their own ways, but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness. For instance, he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts. But even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of the town, thinking he was dead. But the believers gathered around him. He got up and went back into the town. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia where they strengthened the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church. With prayer and fasting, they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord, in whom they had put their trust. Then they traveled back through Presidia to Pamphylia. They preached the word in Perga and then went down to Adaliah. Finally, they returned by ship to Antioch of Syria, where their journey begun. The believers there had entrusted them to the grace of God to do the work they had now completed. Upon arriving in Antioch, they called the church together and reported everything God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles too. And they stayed there with the believers for a long time. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll find out who was James.